Good day and welcome to the Point 99 podcast, season two, episode five. And in the immortal words of Bon Jovi, Whoa, we're halfway there. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. I was going to copy in some audio soundbite. But I also knew that if I didn't do it, the likes of Mike and Patrick would be on my back calling me a chicken and all sorts. So there you go. Little bit of singing. I hope that makes your day. For new listeners, the Point 99 podcast is a running podcast by runners for runners. If you're new to running, we hope to have topics and discussions that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. Or for any seasoned runners, maybe some stories that will have you empathising with our experiences. Whether it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories or heartstring pulling moments, we hope you'll stick with us while we try share some good vibes, motivation and positivity. And hopefully we can all have a laugh along the way. Usually, at this point, I'd give you a rundown of my running week since the last episode. But as some of you may remember, I've had a zero mileage week this week. Thankfully, the biopsy didn't hurt too much, a few pain twinges at the beginning of the week, but healing well and ready to get the stitches out later today, then back out training. Certainly, I'll be taking it easy for a few days before upping the tempo once again to get back on the Amsterdam Marathon preparation train. Thank you to all the legends who dropped me messages of well-wishing. I really wasn't looking for any attention, but more to encourage everybody to make sure that they're getting checked for any concerns or doubts that they may have with their physical or mental health, but they are always appreciated. Likewise, there weren't really many events popping up on my feed to shout out this week, but there were a couple. The Press Play and Run crew had what looked like a fantastic day covering all the volunteer spots at the Strathclyde Park Park Run on Saturday. So a massive congratulations to all involved for being superstars. Park Run, of course, would not be possible without people volunteering their time. I also got along to Parkrun as a volunteer, undertaking the extremely important halfway turning point cone roll at Allness, down at the end of the pier. The roll sees the marshal dressed as an actual cone and mascot for the event. A few selfies from the runners along the way and some absolutely fantastic banter. But seeing that I was also one of the two photographers on the course that morning, I was the camera cone. Check out my reels for a little bit more on what I looked like, but also some of the photos that I took from the day. As to be expected now, there was also an outing by three of the Dibberius Dibbers at the Northumberlandia 10k. Giz, Nick and Elodie looked to have had a ball. A special nod to Nick for smashing out a whopping five 10 kilometres in one day. Four ahead of the Northumberlandia on Saturday, finishing July super, super strong. Nick was certainly getting himself in the mood for the Loch Ness 24 with the rest of the Dibbers as it gets ever closer as every week goes by. Otherwise, that's about it. There, as always, is a little bit of background discussion going on behind the scenes for merchandise and the 99 Club. A handful of the inner council of listeners have had a sneak peek at one collaboration that is currently in the works, but I can't make an announcement officially just yet until the deal is finalised. It's safe to say, however, that it's going to finally open up the ability for online ordering for listeners all around the world. I'm honestly super pleased with the design I've come up with for the item in question. Sadly, it's not a buff, That won't be flying off the shelves just yet and will have to be revisited at a later date. So anyone who already has an early model really has a rare piece. More on all of that in due course, however, I'll be making an announcement hopefully in the coming week. But watch this space. 
I would say all going well with the collaboration, it may open up the opportunity for more products, more designs, and a lot of fun. So on to the guest for this episode. In a change to the originally announced guest, Craig Winter from Runner, I'll now be joined by my very good friend and recent training partner, Chris. Unfortunately, due to a scheduling issue, Craig was unable to make tonight's recording, which had already been rescheduled from an earlier date due to an issue at my end. As the recording was going to be very last minute anyway, I did toy with the idea of cancelling and resuming on the 11th. However, Chris has come to my rescue. In fact, it will be great to have someone who doesn't do Instagram or have any external influence from a running perspective joining me, other than, of course, my input. Hopefully, if Chris remains the Chris I've grown up with over the past 20 years, he was also one of my groomsmen, I expect he will give me an extremely honest take on how the training block went for him, his feelings towards training and how each week felt, and ultimately how he's doing coming off the back of his, now spoiler, successful completion of the program that I wrote up for him. Thank you also to Emily for the offer to come and chat with me tangentially. I may come back to you on that one in the future if I find myself in the same predicament. But with that, let's get into the chat. My guest today has been one of my best pals for a very long time, over 20 years in fact. He has seen me at my very best and on the flip side, my very worst. But we won't be talking about any of that today. Having recently made a commitment to driving personal change, dropping a few dress sizes and getting a good base level of fitness in ahead of a tropical holiday this time next year, he is focused on getting it done and I offer to team up with him and help him kick off his fitness journey. With a stalled effort with running late last year, Garmin coach at his best is all I'm going to say. I focused on taking the time to write a custom program that worked for him in a requested eight-week block. But with an initial plan of eight weeks to get from zero to 30 minutes of uninterrupted running under his belt, he pushed that little bit further come the final week and smashed zero to 5k in just eight weeks, with the standard couch to 5k program being 10 weeks. So let's get chatting with my good friend and fellow nerd, Chris Murphy, or as he's got on uh, Zoom, mostly Chris. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, it's going good. It's going good. He had a good, uh, a good week. Yeah, yeah, it's not been too bad. It's been a bit hectic, um, but yeah, not not too bad, all things considered. Good. What about yourself? Yeah, not bad. No running. Um, I'm just had stitches out of the biopsy hole. Yeah. So it feels good to finally have that that out, but it means I can get <laughs> out running again. But I just have to be very careful. So short distances yeah. and keep an eye on it. But no, good, good, good. Glad it's Friday tomorrow. And glad to yeah. have someone to fill the uh, the void that was created with the um, scheduling error. So thank you very much for stepping up and saving it's, my bacon. It's no problem at all. I thought you were still talking about the hole for a second. <laughs> not quite, not quite. Um, I know there's, there's a couple of people who I know will be listening and be very excited to hear from, from you specifically. Uh, Susan and Chris, another Chris, uh, runs a lap. Um, for for anyone that doesn't know, Chris runs a lap uh, from the Edinburgh Runners. He wanted to steal this Chris and have a competing podcast against the original Steve Joe from season one. But uh, so far, that hasn't materialized. But once he hears him on here, he might he might try and make that a reality. Could could be a hot commodity. <laughs> Solo Steve, but duo Chris. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to jump straight into it, though, because uh, I know Chris will be itching to get on some game or other. So I know I am as well. <laughs> I don't normally do anything on a Thursday night. So this is, this is a new one. I don't have to edit normally. So uh, we'll jump into the questions. And I think most importantly, because I know you, I could I could like wax lyrical about you. But <laughs> so it's coming from the man himself. Can you introduce yourself? Give a little bit of history 
with how you got on with sport over the years uh, and also what you're looking to achieve from your new found interest in, I suppose, running. Um, I, as I say, I know a lot about you, but the listeners won't. Um, I will tag in bits and pieces as well, but uh, if you could also say a little bit about that, as I said in the intro, the the mm-hmm. stall from last year and why your first introduction didn't really work. Yeah, so um, I mean, there's not really much to say. It's uh, <laughs> I won't be able to lie either or exaggerate because yeah, exactly. you know me. Um, <laughs> so no, I mean back 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 in school and things like that certainly. Um, didn't have any issues fitness wise or anything back then um but as as with most things when you leave school things change and i got a job working in an office and you know the office fitness isn't quite the same as normal fitness (laughs) (laughs) and yeah after after working in an office environment for you know the whole of your adult life um if you don't make an effort to stay fit then you know, guess what? You don't. Um, so yeah, the 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 first round there with the Garmin coach, um, I sort of decided that I was a bit fed up with things and and wanted it to change. And you know, went and got the the watch and everything, the Forerunner watch and everything, and decided to make a go of it. And um, in hindsight, I probably could have pushed through with it but the training was very um or at least the, the suggested workouts and everything were a bit all over the place and a lot of it was very um high intensity mm-hmm. um very in your face and it was always asking you to uh push as hard as you could uh, you know it didn't try and ease you into it or anything like that it's it was almost it was almost treating me like somebody that had been running for a period of time already yeah um and yeah your body's just not used to that so i kind of bounced off it a bit and again in hindsight i could have pushed through but you know with everything else going on in life um it didn't it didn't make it very easy to stick with it especially when you're doing it on your own that's i think that's one of the things we've discovered that we'll probably touch on a little bit later but you know having somebody else there with you certainly helps and so yeah it was kind of feels like in hindsight that it was destined to fail so yeah that's that's where i came from and it's it's much better now thanks to your good self i mean as i said because i've known you for so long um for for context when, when chris says when we were at school We've known each other over twenty years. Yeah. Um. I've I've worked with my current job and since I left the school for nineteen years now. It was nineteen years this year, nineteen full years. Yeah. So that kind of shows how long ago we were in school together. So it's, I think it's about twenty twenty two twenty three years since Chris moved up because he's as I said yeah. before I pressed record. Chris is more Scottish than I am. He sounds more <laughs> Scottish than I do. Yeah, I'm, I moved to this area nineteen ninety nine, uh, just yeah. before the millennium. Um. So yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's about years. right. Yeah, but twenty three years. Old now. I know. <laughs> um, but in school, you you did you did a little bit more social activity, sports wise. You played football with boys yeah. and kind of kind of got stuck in that side. Whereas I didn't so much until more the later side of 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 before we left. Um, I focused more on athletics and dabbled in that side of things, but. Um, yeah, I suppose you, you in a roundabout way, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, didn't you? You, you? you you did what so many, what happened to you happens to so many people when you leave school, that jobs take over and fitness kind of goes out the window. Um, so you, you go from having some level of activity to effectively none other than walking to work or, uh, yeah, probably walking to work for you. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and if if you don't make a conscious effort to do it, then you know it just never it never yeah. gets done, right? And it, more and more with the the world that we're in as well, you know, even even between like so me and yourself, it's obvious, you know, we don't go out and do things as as often as we did, and that'll partially be because we're older and we've 
got our own lives and, and partners and everything else going on, but also just because of the way things are as well. So, yeah. yeah. And for again, for context for anyone listening, and where I've already said that Chris will be looking forward to playing some game or other, and I am the same, we, we do... We are we are a form of athletes. We we just do electronic sports. Uh, we're we're <laughs> esports, not esports stars, but yeah, we're we're both gamers. And I think I would be a lie to say that it doesn't drive a lot of what both myself and Chris do um, mm-hmm. in our in our free time. And for my personal take, I don't think I mentioned it in the past. And and when when Steve was interviewing me, but. Uh, that was what a conscious step for myself as well as I spent a lot of time looking at a computer screen throughout the day yeah. for work and then at night. Um, and it's, it's not the healthiest sitting in a chair all day. And like, yeah, you, you, you kind of hit the nails well and said, well, you've looked at it. You, you decided you need to make a change. And uh, with your big holiday coming up next year, it's the perfect thing to aim towards to, to drop a little bit, drop a few pounds, drop a little bit of weight. And, and have that goal to work towards because then at least there's a goal to work towards. It's not just doing it, suppose like I am, just doing it for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of um, kind of two birds with one stone, right? I should be doing it anyway, but also um, in doing that, I'll get more enjoyment out of out of the holiday itself, and uh, you'd be less conscious even, of body image might, things. Yeah, yeah, maybe even might be able to do a bit of a bit of running or something while I'm there, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I know where you're going because it's the same place that we went this year. I went yeah. with uh, with with my partner for listeners, and um, I struggled to run there. I had three runs. No offense, Chris, you ain't running there. <laughs> I may surprise you yet. Oh, you probably will know me because you'll get it in your head now. Um, <laughs> Right, let's move then to the program. And yeah, you struggled with the Garmin. Like I think from seeing that, it was too intense. It was too much too soon with Garmin Coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. So we had a discussion early on in the year, but it took a while to kind of come to fruition. And um, I said, well, look, I, I'm coming up to a new training block for... I think it was Edinburgh at the time. It'll be good to help me back into more structured running. I'll, I'll write a program for you. I'll come out with you and give you that accountability because then you've got someone that's relying on you to be there at that time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cover a little bit of uh, the program that I wrote for Chris, and then he's going to give an um, honest opinion on how he felt coming into it week by week. So it was interval sessions. Uh, three times a week. So we did Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for the most part. There were a few variations there, either to work around Chris's schedule or mine. Um, but for the most part, week one and two were fairly straightforward. We did our you did a, did a, a every, I think for every week actually, we did a five minute walk up, brisk, brisk, warm up, brisk walk, stumbling over my words there. Mm-hmm. And then it was a pyramidal easy run approach wasn't it so we we started with seven minutes and uh, so i say yeah it was seven minutes so seven uh, times one minute easy pace with three minutes walking and then finished off with a nice brisk pace walk to kind of co- cool you down and then uh, yeah. week two it went to six easy pace for two minutes week three was five easy pace for three minutes and the structure went that way it was the same as a pyramid we 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 reduced the amount of time um, that you would be walking and increased the amount of time that you'd be running and also lessened the number of reps that you were doing. So yeah, going that's, into that's week one, how did you feel? Um, I was looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, I wasn't really um, super anxious or nervous about it. Um, and you know, it's only it's only one minute, you know, and as even as out of shape as I was, I was like, you know, how, how hard can it be? It's only one minute. <laughs> 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 it's only a minute. And then, you know, the fifth uh the fifth minute into it, you're like, okay, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. I mean it's a really long time. 
it's not really now, but you know, back then that's that's what was going through my head at least. But no, and on the approach to week one, I was eager for it because I knew that um, we would have to begin somewhere, and it was always going to be tough um, coming from the the complete lack of uh, fitness that I had had up to that point. Um, and I think it was one of the things that I commented on as we were doing it as well is that you know even if I had started that um slightly sooner you know like two three years earlier it would have been much easier to get going um but the last few years in particular yeah it just made that initial starting point even harder than it really should have been um but i was still looking forward to to getting through it and getting the ball rolling with things yeah i think week one especially because it was the, the introduction it was wasn't so much the Monday or the Friday, was it? It was the Wednesday that really got you because at least yeah, with the Friday, right. you pushed that a little bit harder because you knew you had a couple of days off to recover. The Monday, it was because it was fresh. And then the Wednesday, that was the day that really got you. On most weeks, that was the day that really got you where your heart rate just really built quite high. And then you struggled with your breathing for the first few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it was really tough to, uh, yeah, just keep everything controlled. Um, I th- I can't remember, I can't recall now if it was the first week on the Wednesday or the second week on the Wednesday. Um, but yeah, that, that I remember that being probably the hardest it's week. been so far. Yeah. Yes, I think that was not. I think that was week two. Um, so week two was six reps at two and brisk walk for two. Um, and again Monday. As with most weeks, your PB you got a PB in every every week, either on the the Monday or the Friday, because like I say, it was fresh on the Monday, and it was seeing the back of it on the Friday. But the Wednesday, yeah. the tenth, it was Wednesday the tenth of May, yeah, Wednesday tenth yeah, of May. May yeah. That was the real struggle for you. I remember because you you said it, you could feel it, you could feel your heart in the back of your throat. You had a metallic yeah, taste. Yeah. Yeah, and it was the whole, you know, the whole feels like it's burning kind of thing going on as well. And it was like, yeah, it was just really, it felt almost out of control. Um, And yeah, it it was just, I I think that's probably the low point for the whole thing, looking back on it. Um, But even then, thinking about how bad it felt at the time, it's, you know, still definitely no regrets or anything else you know if i come up against another another day where the run felt that bad then you know i know that i can i can see through to the other side and look back later on and and feel good about it so let's be let's get some honesty here if you'd man if i hadn't been running with you at all for any of the eight weeks and you'd managed to do the first week because it was seven reps of one minute with three minutes in between nothing too strenuous then week two you're feeling that that on Wednesday and you maybe get to Friday and think, you know what, sod this. Would you have continued if I wasn't there? Do you think? On on that Wednesday, I probably would have stopped for sure before we did actually stop. Um I think the I think that I probably would have kept going, but it probably wouldn't have been as earnest an effort mm-hmm. as it ended up being. Um which is weird because I, I never thought that would be the case. I always um, thought that, you know, I would be able to keep myself accountable. That's something we've kind of touched on on and off during the runs is um, how much easier it is having somebody else there. And I think it really is. I didn't expect it to be for me, but it definitely is. I think for most people listening, they're, they're, they come from an Instagram a sporting background so they have that level of accountability they have people that they they'll post they're going for a run and then they mm-hmm. feel accountable if they come back and and it's it's not been necessarily as good a run as they were hoping for and every run successful no matter if you yeah. slow down or whether you stop every run is successful but yeah if you for for you not using social media and if you didn't have me keeping you accountable uh, I I don't think you I don't think this is mean to say I don't think you would have got past week two. Probably I think not. it would have I mean, been like Garmin again. I think that would have been a bit too much at the straw that broke the camel's back. 
I feel, I feel like it would have ended up one of two ways. It probably, probably, yeah, like that. I probably would have just stopped. Because um, again, it's something else we touched on as well. It's one of those things where if if there's other things happening in life or whatever, you know, it's easy for you to to make the that run that you were planning to go on. Just take a back seat and do something else instead. Yeah. Um, and that would have either happened or else the run itself would have been compromised in some way. Like um, I would have, um, I would have broke out from the the structure that I had set up, you know, to do two minutes at this pace or that pace. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It ended the run early or this, that, or the next thing, and it wouldn't have been as complete and successful as it ended up. Being. You you wouldn't have been as honest to yourself, really. And I yeah. think we did vary. I'd say that we did vary the program, but we did vary day to day as well because there's there's you never know what's going to happen in your work day. Sometimes a meeting overruns, or you've got a busy schedule, and you think I've got to get this finished off before I go out for a run. So we maybe changed it by a couple of hours each time to work with that. Um, but I don't think there was any point that you called off a day. There may have been a one you you'd asked to change a day, but no point. I don't think you because I was going down and coming down and meeting you, I don't think you said, you know what, I can't, I can't be bothered today. It's just too hard. There yeah, were was... mid, mid runs where you said that and I made you run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. There was quite a few days where, you know, it's like, this is really unpleasant. I'm not really enjoying this. It hurts. Uh, it's difficult. It's tough. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm only, maybe like a quarter of the way into the whole the whole session yeah <laughs> and yeah. i'm thinking and i've got that niggle in the back of my head that's like you know can can you actually do this am i going to be able to do this um we'll, we'll yeah. jump forward to week five then because week five and week six i think were probably more i i would have said they were more more make or break for you but week two yeah. certainly it uh, was a tough one week five we did a uh, three easy paced eight minutes uh, with a brisk walk for one. And I actually think that might have changed. I think we may, uh, because I was there with you, I think we might have changed that to one and a half minutes or two minutes of, of walking because it was very warm when we were doing this. May was very warm. Yeah. And week six was um, three easy pace, 12 minutes with a brisk walk for one minute. But again, I think that might have, might have increased to two <laughs> or three minutes. And as you would expect, there was there was a particular day or particular days I would count down how long was left. I would I would tell Chris, don't look at your watch. Mm. I'll keep an eye on that. And I'd, I'd said, I think we'd done the first 12 minutes. And I said, well, that's that's the minute up. And you're like, really? I mean, it feels like 10 seconds have gone by and <laughs> yeah. you didn't want to run again. <laughs> um, but given that was that was week, let's say that was week. Uh, yeah, well, that was week six. So the full yeah. program that week, you had been running for an hour or an hour and three minutes, whereas the week before you were running for 37 minutes to 40 minutes. The week before yeah. that it was 36 to 38. So that was that was probably the biggest jump up week, week six. And I do remember it was very, very warm. Um, that was uh, was a week that I took water. But again, the heat had, had warmed the water up. So you didn't even get a cold drink. It was it was <laughs> tepid. Tepid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Again, at that point that you were six weeks in, did that did that make you think, am I doing the right thing here? Or by that point, were you quite comfortable knowing that I wasn't trying to kill you and it was all for the betterment? <laughs> I still don't know. Um, no, <laughs> no, I was no, I felt good about it. I felt good about it. Um, I had, I, I definitely think that 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 first week and the second week was you know, the, how I felt doing those runs was really quite dreadful compared to what the, the fifth and sixth and, and onward weeks felt. Um, so even though we were racking up a lot longer time running, um, it didn't it didn't really feel as hard as what I had to deal with earlier on in the program. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and I remember thinking a lot about how um not not so much the walks in between, but yeah, like you said, the the actual amount of running and the length of it was increasing quite significantly. Um, you know, you're talking about adding 25, 30, maybe even 50% to the 
time onto the amount of time that you're spending running um for the whole for the whole day's session um and there was always this worry in the back of my head that that's quite a significant increase is that sustainable yeah um and you know yeah it is <laughs> it is <laughs> um i know that now and i kind of knew that at the time because it just kind of has to be or else you know you're never going to get there um but i was always worried there was always this niggle in the back of my head that i wouldn't be able to do it and we would end up having to you know make some major modifications to the the eight week plan to to try and accommodate um my actual uh, capability and how I was how I was doing it. Um, so I'm really glad that it ended up being quite good. I feel like from I feel like in particular from the fifth and the sixth week that was when really things started to smooth out. Yeah. Um, and I started to have less issues with like my breathing and keeping the heart rate slightly lower. I wouldn't I wouldn't say low. Um, it was more of a lower. steady cr- increase <laughs> rather than like. A Mount Everest of a of a peak. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. That I think that was one of the things that made the first few weeks so difficult, is because it, any amount of running was enough to make my heart rate super high. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. and so you know, even though it was only for a minute, yeah, you're going from quite gentle, brisk walk, where you know, high heart rate, high-ish heart rate, sure, but yeah, the that one minute effort would peak it really high, and then it would come crashing back down. <laughs> and after cycling that a few times, yeah, it's just super exhausting. Whereas the later runs, it was just more about um, finding a pace that was comfortable. And I think it was probably around the fifth and sixth week that started to notice that, you know, well, I can achieve this sort of pace and do it for quite a prolonged period of time um, without it really getting to me and, and breaking me down. Um, and then we we were able to build on that for the last two weeks well that's yeah the last two weeks very much got to the point where you weren't looking you you were still looking at your watch for most of the weeks but by this by that point you were comfortable with a natural pace there you wouldn't have necessarily needed a watch you knew what your pace Mm -hmm. was going to be you could naturally run it by week week seven was probably i would say even for me it was one of the toughest weeks that was like i'm sure that was the the hottest week and it was three easy pace runs at 15 minutes with a brisk walk of one minute and again i think it was a two minute walk in the end because of the the weather uh aspect yeah it was Um, impressively hot and humid yeah because that was on the was that on the flip side of Edinburgh? Certainly, if anyone that knows how Edinburgh went knows how hot it was around about the time. But there was one particular day. So you you had con- you'd learned to control your breathing, the whole in through your nose, out through your mouth, because to begin with, it was a lot of gulping of air for the first <laughs> yeah. few weeks. Um, then you controlled your breathing, controlled your heart rate. We pushed you quite hard on week seven, because mm-hmm. that was 45 minutes of running. To then your final week was going to be an un, unbroken uh, 30 minute run so to do 45 mm-hmm. minutes worth of time with very little in between i remember that being very warm i remember having to to push you that last little bit in the behind the distillery that was the week we went in behind the distillery for the, the final time because the first time you just yeah. didn't like it you really didn't want to do that part um but then to go into week eight and um, we only did one run in week week eight. Um, yeah, for memory, right. we ended up only doing one. We yeah. only did one, and we did it on the Wednesday. And at this point, I didn't have to tell Chris what the what the plan was. Well, I did tell him what the plan was. I said, "Your you, the plan is to run for thirty minutes, and we'll see how you feel." And like I say, he'd been he'd been getting PBs every week. Every week, he was getting better and better. Sometimes. To his own detriment, he was he was he was leading the pace a little bit faster, and I'd have to draw him back. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas at the beginning, it was my issue. I was sometimes leading him a bit too quick because we hadn't learned what the what the the acceptable pace was for him. Yeah. But come week eight, uh, you asked the question. We we got about five minutes in, and you said, "I would like to do five k if possible." Yeah, You'd already made that decision, hadn't you? Yeah, it was well. It, you know, I was I was playing through what we had done for the the last few weeks in my head, and I was thinking to myself, well, 
you know, I just ran 45 minutes um, for three sessions last week. And yeah, there was a, a brisk walk in between every 15 minutes. But, you know, when you when you look back on that and you think about it, it is 45 minutes still. Um, and if I'm able to do it for 45 minutes with a one minute walk, which seemingly turns into 10 seconds when you're actually doing it, um, then, you know, 30 minutes should be fine as long as I get past like the first five, 10 minutes and I'm not feeling like I'm really struggling, then, you know, there shouldn't be really any reason why I couldn't, first of all, do the whole 30 minutes. But yeah, unless I was really, really, really struggling, seriously struggling at the end of the 30 minutes, there's, yeah, might as well just keep going. Might as well just keep going, get the 5k done however long it takes me. And then, you know, that, that can be a real success. That's exactly what happened though. Cause come 30 minutes, you were cruising. I remember, yeah. I remember the route that we took and you were cruising. So we, I, I, I had said, I wouldn't let you do it if I didn't think you were comfortable. So at that mm -hmm. point we, we said, well, okay, let's, let's push that a little bit further. Let's push for the, I think we we're around about 4k or just shy of 4k. So, okay. Let's push that final mm -hmm. K uh, and even when we got to 5k your that point i think you may have spiked your heart rate and it was getting tough because we'd come into a, an area that didn't have any tree cover it was there wasn't any shade and it was a warm yeah, day again we were exposed yeah and it was and still sunny so yeah i think if we didn't have that you probably could have gone further than 5k again but certainly at the end of the program the the initial program being run for 30 minutes and uninterrupted you cruised that and it was the most comfortable I'd seen you any week leading up to it. Even just running for, I say just running for 12 minutes, but for someone with, with a relatively early form of fitness, um, mm -hmm. it's still, it's it's massive obstacles to overcome. But then to run for 30 minutes and cruise it after the, the weeks that you've had previous, it was a massive success. And you did, you did so well. And I, I think every time, every week I would come in at the end of the week and I would say to Joe, You've smashed it this week again. He's, he, you've done yeah. amazingly well. Um, but to run for run for 5K, like I said at the beginning, given that a, a standard couch to 5K program is 10 weeks, it's not to say that 10 weeks isn't actually better because you're not having to push harder weeks of running yeah. three times at 15 minutes. We could have broken that down a little bit more and eased you into it. But certainly, you, I think that was... The week six, five and six really changed your mindset on what you wanted to achieve. And I think come week seven, you'd, you'd, you had it in your head, although you didn't ask me at that point if we could do 5K. You had it in your head that you wanted to to push that 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 goal, didn't you? Yeah, and I, I remember you telling me at the time um, on more than one occasion, you know, it's one of those things where um, the further you run, or the longer you run, um, you know, the easier it is to go even further. Um, yeah. And it definitely felt like that at that point. And on on the last week, to do the whole 30 minutes, I knew, I knew certainly by the time we had clocked up the 30 minutes, yeah, I could stop and I would have completed the, the, the run for the week. And, you know, we could have went on and, and done more afterward. But I wouldn't have been happy with that because I would have went home, I would have cooled down and sat down at the the computer or, or got some dinner or whatever whatever the plan was for the rest of the evening and i would have sat there full well knowing that i could have done another 10 15 minutes and i didn't yeah um for no good reason and i would have been annoyed at myself so i was really i was really glad that i stuck the extra 15 minutes in there to finish out the 5k um and yeah, and I think I think you're quite right as well. That was the first week, really, that that last run there, on the eighth week, where yeah, for the whole run, I didn't even really feel like complaining or anything. You know, there was always um, <clears throat> maybe not for week seven and week six as well, but I always remember sort of most of the way there. At least there was always niggles with like um, you know my feet were sore or the muscles in my legs were sore, and it was. You know, different places every week almost, but it was always there was always something that was making the run extra unpleasant. And I remember on that run in particular, um, everything just felt fine. Nothing felt achy, nothing felt sore. 
I didn't get a sore while I was running. I wasn't running out of breath. The heart rate was still staying pretty low as well, relatively low. Um, and yeah, everything just seemed to fall in, into place. And I definitely wouldn't have, <clears throat> I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that eight weeks into any program if I had been doing it on my own. <laughs> so thank you again for that. Oh, no, I enjoyed it. I, I I really enjoyed it. It was nice. It was it was. I can see why people coach because of the mm. level of um, improvement you see in someone, and it gives you a kind of self satisfaction that you've helped someone achieve something that they may not have thought possible before. Unless you're mm. really like a driven person, it's gonna like. I know that you are driven in a lot of aspects of your life, and you would definitely be driven to like without my help, push that on your own. But I, I think in there, there's there's aspects of people being driven. There's there's people who who drive, they've had an accident. Let's say, for example, they've had an accident, they've broken their legs or something. And then they're like, I'm going to run a marathon in five months time. And they're, mm-hmm. they're super driven mm-hmm. in that respect. I think you could have done it, but I think because you had someone there to keep you accountable, it helped a lot more. And if anything, it helped me a lot as well because at the time I'd hurt the knee. Well, we thought it was the knee and ended up being the calf. Mm-hmm. So it helped me to slow things down. And and I, I think I appreciated that a lot more as well, that sometimes you have to slow down. Every, not every run has to be a PB. You don't have to try and push yourself to, to breaking point every run. Yeah, um, I think that, that was something you said to me during one of the runs as well. It was... Um, it was almost like you were rediscovering the that it was okay to run a bit slower and be okay with it because um, mm-hmm. you were so used to not not necessarily pushing super hard all the time, but you know it's yeah, yeah. It, it, and and I I feel that as well. It's a bit weird, even though it's only eight weeks, but I feel that as well. And you know when you're you're starting the run <clears throat> and you're you've got a kind of pace in mind for for or at least in the position I'm in anyway, I have a kind of pace in mind for what I can do without getting myself tired too quickly. And that pace feels really awkward to do at first. It almost feels like <clears throat> almost feels like I'm running in such a way that if people were watching me, they would be wondering what it is that I'm doing because I'm not quite running and I'm not quite walking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a speed walk, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I can imagine you feel the same, but, you know, probably even to a bigger degree because it's such a the difference in pace from what you would normally be doing to what we were doing is quite large yeah um so i can imagine for you yeah it was a bit of a but that that was one of your comments uh towards the end i think i just broke in my 5k pb hadn't i and um that park run and, and it was like the next week you're like that's crazy that you've just run that where that's effectively my your 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 times were if not double a little bit more than double what yeah, i was doing <laughs> uh, and uh it's it's it goes like i was at your point uh, i was well was where you were at one point in time everyone everyone was unless you're a gifted athlete everyone's going to be at a, a far off distant point before they get to where they are now mm-hmm. um and certainly i could be a whole lot better with my running when I have someone, let's say, um, it's not necessarily as far in advance of runners that, than than I was than you were at the beginning of your your journey. Mm. But let's say someone that's a fair bit faster than me is running with me. I'm going to push myself because they're going to push me. And the same with, yeah, you maybe pushed yourself a little bit more throughout that program because I was there to push you on. Um, mm. So no, it, it does. It helped me as much as it helped you. Um, mm-hmm. So no, no it's, it was it was really good, and it ha- I have since written another program for someone else, and uh, so far it's going well for them as well. And uh, luckily, mm-hmm. though, they have a, a another avenue to uh, another voice giving them um, slightly different advice, but it's benefiting them because they're getting the original program. And then hearing from someone else that that is the correct program, but you may want to do this as well, and it's benefiting mm-hmm. them. So that's that's the main thing. But we're, we'll move on to 
what's happened since we finished. So you did do a couple of runs since, a couple of 5K since, one with yeah. me and one without, I think it was, or two without. Yep. Yeah, two um, without, and then, then one with you. And I've not done anything in the last few weeks. Yeah, I was going to cover that because... <laughs> I have been, I, I do drop hints to, uh, and little notes, uh, passive aggressive notes to Chris on uh, on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the last one was 21 days, naughty, naughty. <laughs> That's exactly it. I was going to cover that. So w- the, you've, you have, you did have the incentive to continue without me because I, I think I, I was done in Glasgow or I was away mm-hmm. and you did run. And I do check, if you told me you were going for a run, I would check like a, yeah, <laughs> like a parent checking on you, be like, have they done what they're meant to be doing? Have they done their homework, a teacher checking. Um, and you did two two runs, and then I I, I ran with you, and ev- again every run you PB'd in. Um, I think our run it wasn't a massive PB, and you thought you hadn't. You thought the run before was a lot felt a lot faster, but in reality you pushed a little bit more when you had someone with you. And I think that's always going to be the case. You're going to push yourself a little bit more because there's someone there. Same mm-hmm. with how Elodie was at Edinburgh when it came to that last kilometer, what in reality was a kilometer and a half. She pushed because I told her to push, whereas she might yeah. not have done it without me. She probably would have done, but she might not have done it without me. Yeah, um, I, I, fo- I found that really weird because I never I never pictured um, myself as really benefiting much from having somebody else there with me. But, you know, prove, prove myself wrong. It is a good distraction. It, to have someone yeah. there with you is a distraction because you're not thinking about you, you could be thinking you're flying along and then in reality you're not whereas if someone's distracting you you're probably going faster than you think and um, yeah but uh, you've, you've already mentioned there i think the last message last message was uh, <laughs> 21 days naughty naughty and then it followed up with yeah. you'll start losing fitness after 10 days uh, might want to repeat some of the program. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against that. And yeah, it has been longer than I'd like it to be. Um, I think that's something else that helped with having you taking part in a lot of the runs as well. Is that um, it means that I need to make a point of saying, okay, well, on this day at roughly this time, I am doing this thing, and it's like you know, it's definitive. It's happening. Um, whereas if I'm planning to do it on my own, then if something else comes up or something like that, it's a lot easier to sideline it. Um, yeah. So that's that's probably what I need to get better at now because I do have, as as we've mentioned outside of this, I I tend to get my time nickel and dimed quite a lot um, with odd things here and there, um, mm-hmm. which makes committing to spending an hour plus going for a run. Not difficult, but you know it, it's got to be. But it doesn't. It doesn't have to be an hour. It. I think that's that's the, the the thing you have to remember yeah. as well. It doesn't have to be yeah. an hour. It can be <laughs> half an hour. It doesn't have to be five k. It can be, it can be three k. Whatever works right, for yeah. your 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 own schedule. Yeah, so th- that's something I need to work on. Um, is finding not finding the time to do it. I have the time to do it. I'm not going to making the time. I'm going to pretend do it. I don't. But yeah, it's it's making it. It's it's making it that it's something that's important and it's something that I want to commit to doing and will commit to do. And that if something else happens, then you know I, I'll need to fit that around it rather than rather than always being the run that fits around everything else. Yeah. Um, I think, I think every that, runner yeah. comes to that junction though and it's you have to have a life and you have commitments but if you have a if you have a mindset to want to achieve a goal <clears throat> you've got to fit it in somewhere yeah um, so I, I think that's the next point then is to set set another goal for myself somehow uh, find something that's uh that I'm comfortable with and that is appropriate and then start working toward that. And then I can do more workouts and more runs um, and have them planned in such a way as that, yeah, you know, this is something that I've committed to and something that I need to do in order to get to the whatever goal I've set. You're, you've also got the bonus of, although it doesn't, we don't have a running track where we live. You are a literally two minute walk from the gym. So even if you didn't want to run outside, if it was too hot or it was too cold, you could go on a treadmill. Yeah, I might be interested in taking that up um, <laughs> later on in the year, maybe. But for now, um, 
yeah, not for now. I've not really got any excuses. Stick to the roads, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, should you be able to do it? That that message about twenty one days that was on the 29th of July. So yeah, we are mm-hmm. coming up. We're about nine, we're about six days away from being a month since you ran last. So yep. it could the be po- interesting the, revisiting. The, the, the that plan again. is the plan is to head out in two days from now and just do something. I hadn't really put much thought into if I was going to do any particular pace or distance or time or anything like that. But yeah, just head out and do something. So that was that was going to really be my final sort of question to you was what's the plan going forward? Um, are you going to try and keep at five k's, that steady progress to aid the weight loss, or would there be more interest to to move up to seven and a half k, ten k, or diversify to the odd event here or there and try see whether you catch the running bug more than it just being something that you're doing to aid weight loss and uh, self progression. It kind of takes it takes a more of a hobby stance rather than, as you say, sitting sitting at a computer all day. Yeah, it's um, I definitely got glimpses of uh, enjoying it for sure, um, especially after the runs. You know, there was there was quite a few. The last one in particular um, felt really good afterward, um, and dare I say, maybe even on the last one, I enjoyed the actual run itself. Um, outside of doing it with yourself you know that definitely doing it doing it with you there made it enjoyable but if i'm thinking about doing it on my own then yeah um so yeah the the plan is to head out on saturday do something on saturday and and find something else to work toward um and i'm i'm pretty sure that i'll enjoy that process again um because i certainly looking back at the eight weeks that we done together um I, I definitely enjoyed it. That's so, that's the 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 the, the, the takeaway, the, the feeling I have from it. I, I definitely look back and think to myself, I really enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I'm going to set another goal, work toward that, and then just keep building on it. Really, just keep building on it. If that ends up doing seven and a half or ten k or or beyond, then you know, if that's what I feel like doing, then that's what I'll do. If I feel like I want to focus on doing more intervals and pushing the pace more in particular, then I'll, I'll stick to that. Um, yeah. Cause that's yeah, not think- something we didn't really, we didn't really look at that during any of your process. We stuck to intervals, but we didn't look at fartlek. We didn't look at tempo. We didn't look mm-hmm. at speed sessions. It was just get the process done, get the basics nailed. So you, you might be interested to look at my, the training, that side. I'll, of I'll probably I'll probably end up finding something that works for me. So like yep. obviously while I'm still in the process of losing the weight that I have at the moment, um, not that I have heaps and heaps and heaps and ungodly amounts to lose, but no, no. it definitely it definitely has an impact on the heart rate that I can sustain and things yeah. like that. So there'll probably be I'll probably split my focus between doing some longer runs uh slower or moderate pace and then just maybe doing some runs where i'm just focusing on the heart rate specifically just so that i'm not spiking it too high and and at the point it seemed to be the last few runs that we done that um you know like the last five ten minutes in particular you could see my heart rate would just climb up higher um you know for most of the run it would sit around the same level and then you know, like after half an hour or 35 minutes, it would just start climbing again. So, yeah, keep an eye out for things like that and just make sure that I'm not overdoing it. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, like you'd said, though, for, for me, I noticed when that was happening, with even without you looking at your watch, because yep. <laughs> I would talk to you the whole time. And at the beginning, you would respond. And when you were finding it tough, you would you would make... Noises. I would respond you, less. You yeah. would respond less, and you would you you would respond in grunts and and uh, acknowledgements, but it wouldn't be a structured sentence. And so not yeah, it's not as, a conversation as, a co- as such. Yeah, exactly. And as a coach, I kind of learned that that's when I would try and slow you down and mm-hmm. try and help you stabilize without effectively telling you, "Look, come on, slow down." Sometimes we had to do that, but yeah. no, that's good. I think- I think I think that was useful you being there in person as well, right? Because you can, if I go and do a run, um, 
and because the heart rate was so high pretty much all the time you know i could have i could have said whatever um but with you being there in person you can you can obviously you're getting the feedback from me speaking to you while we're running and you can hear my my breathing and how much i'm actually struggling and so you can see whether or not the the eight-week plan that we've been following is actually appropriate or not, right? And yeah. it gives you the ability to change it, even if I'm being a bit stubborn or if I'm maybe not being very truthful about how hard I found a run or something like that. So, But also making was... you push that last 30 seconds <laughs> where you're not pausing the watch and effectively cheating <laughs> the system to yeah. go, oh, well, I, I, I'll just stop for a minute and then I'll resume. Yeah, I'll just get a quick breather and then finish this last two, three yeah. minutes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's, yeah, I, I I enjoyed the whole thing. It was really good and I definitely want to do more. Um, and I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed that I haven't for the last few weeks, but you know there's no point in dwelling on that now. I've I've got a, a plan in mind and I'm going to stick with it again. So let's say the next the next goal, if it's sticking with five k, let's say the next goal then is doing your first park run. Is that fair? Yeah, that would be fair. Yeah, let's see how I do with all the other people around me that I'm not necessarily with and or talking to. Let's see if I do the same thing you do and go too fast at the start. Hundred <laughs> percent. I. It's unfortunate that this week is. It's a perfect week for you, but I won't be there. Mm. I've got other commitments. But it's Pacer Week, and that's the week oh, okay. that I wanted to do. Um, I think it's. I think it's the first week of every month is Pacer Week. So even if we aimed to get you there in a fortnight's time. Not this mm. Saturday, not maybe not the Saturday after the last, maybe the last week of the month. Actually, no, I'll be away then. I'll be at I'll be at the Longness <laughs> Twenty Four. So even the, the the middle of the month, we get you at the park run. We give you a taste of what it's like, and then come the first week of the month, pacer week, we 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 test you and see how you get on with an official pacer, mm. running at, at a time that you feel that you're comfortable at. Mm-hmm. might start looking at doing some of those uh, awkward parts that we avoided as well you know the uphill stretches and places <laughs> and that. We, we avoided them we purposefully avoided them um get for the listeners we didn't avoid hills we did i did make chris do hills there yeah. was just certain days that it wouldn't have worked in the lap that, or the, the route that we took if i got him to go up a hill at the point he was at he might not be here talking to us just now. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to learn a lot in, in a coaching respect to, to really l- learn what was happening with the person that I was running with. Um, but it's all stuff that I'd gone through myself. And I know from, from a self-discipline point of view, I've been there, I've stopped the watch and cheated the system and gone, I actually ran that uninterrupted. Where in reality, if you look <laughs> at Garmin, look at Strava, and it says your run's 40 minutes, but you were actually only running for 30 of those minutes because it knows that you've stopped to watch for 10 minutes. You're cheating no yeah, one but yourself. Yeah. Or you're yeah, fooling no much. one but yourself. And, yeah, and I would I I definitely want to hit those areas that that can be a bit problematic in runs as well, though. Um, like yeah. those one or two hills that you know go from being fairly yeah, there might be uphill sections, but they're not that bad. But yeah, around our local area, at least, there's one or two sections that have quite steep hills in particular. And it would be good to be able to tackle those without having to try and plan an entire run around them. So there we that's go. That's, that well, that is, that is something for. we can do hill sprints. So park run and hill sprints. And I know for a fact, <laughs> Mike will be sitting there going, ha, you don't know hills. We do know hills, but the <laughs> elevation gain is not. We're not talking. We're not talking hundreds of, of feet. We're talking, uh, we're yeah. talking tens of feet. But we'll do hill sprints. We'll work on your. We'll work on your um, heart rate, and uh, yeah. yeah, just build it up. Yeah, but it would, it would be nice to be able to pick the route based on the route you want to go, rather than the the, the geographical features. Of that route. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I think I think we'll finish off, and we'll, I've got something I want to do for TJ. Uh, TJ put it to me, but I think I'll get Chris to do it. Um, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll put it down and say that the, the people that I, I said at the beginning of the interview, uh, Susan and Chris, it did help Chris a lot as well on a weekly basis. So when I would make a post and say how he was getting on at the end of the week, 
it did help him a lot having that feedback from an external source to say you've been doing so well and actually it did give you that boost didn't it give you it gave you that that yeah for sure for um, sure um the the encouragement you know yeah the encouragement and and, and and yeah 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 it was yeah it was really good i i really it was night and day compared to the first attempt when i went to do it myself yeah spot spot on change of change of pace now though and <laughs> this is a scottish pronunciation challenge um so just to finish up this interview and uh, and give a little bit of um of hilarity to to anyone listening i'm going to give chris some words i'm going to post them uh, have your phone ready because it's going to come up in your discord yep. dms i'm going to post them some words and this is the scottish uh, scottish word challenge and you say it how you say it how you were going to say it don't don't try and poshify yourself and um, <laughs> just say it how you would say it normally so here's right, your first sure. one flowers <laughs> toes so for anyone else listening if you're hearing the keyboard going sorry <laughs> um that, that one's difficult that, that one's difficult but we'll say we'll say water uh <laughs> I say head more than I say heed these days. <laughs> Garden. Uh, tomato. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I need to say hoose for the last one. And that's, the, that's the last one there now. Uh, Winda. There we go. Yeah. I, I I would agree. Um for TJ especially, I would say flowers, toes, water, head, garden, tomato, hands, house, and window. But I know that she wants to say flowers, toes, water, heat, garden, tomatoes, hands. I, I was, was going to say windy. yeah, if if <laughs> if I was saying these things to like work colleagues or maybe <laughs> even you, I would say them kind of normal, but if I was saying it to like my mum uh, just context, people obviously won't know my my mum's from Glasgow, and so these words tend to get butchered quite badly by people from that part <laughs> of the world. <laughs> um, so yeah, if I was saying it to my mum, it would be flowers, toes, water, heat, garden, tomato, <laughs> hands, or horns, uh, hoose and window. Aye, exactly. <laughs> Again, for for TJ's sake, where we where me and Chris live now, it's it is said now it has been the the, the Michael has been taken out of us in the past. Where we live at the moment, it is said that we speak the King's English, or say the King's English, um, or the most easily recognisable and understandable version of Scottish. But as soon as we're down in the central belt of Scotland, it completely changes. And it's unrecognizable some of the stuff that you would hear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You're not wrong. It is. It, I, I often, like, obviously, I, I've been working with a, a lot of companies um, over in the Aberdeen area recently, and that's been eye opening as well. That's you a completely people, different language. People altogether. from the central belt are bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. I hope that recorded that last little bit because yeah, you're right. The the, the our internet provider <clears throat> just um had a little bit of a wobble. So we'll end yeah. it there. And uh, thank you very much, Chris, for coming to save the day once again. Um, uh, but now no that problem. you've said the commitments that you're committing to, I will hold you to it, and I'm pretty sure that anyone listening will hold you to it too. I was going to say, if I don't know, you get to parade me on this again. And, <laughs> I do, I do, <laughs> until you until you get it drummed into you. <laughs> and it could just be snide comments here and there while you're speaking to other people. You know, it could just be like, unlike my pal Chris, passive aggressive <laughs> uh, audio files I'll send to you snippets from the, each podcast. <laughs> <laughs> spot Sounds on, like spot a plan. On, spot on. On to my guest for episode six. His success in winning our giveaway at the end of season one paved the way for the disappointment of so many of you. But now you get to hear from the man himself as we talk about not only how he felt learning about his success in winning the Loch Ness 24 entry and accompanying prize package, but also 
given his openness and honesty on the topic that I'm trying to share throughout the season. It is, of course, the giant amongst us mere mortals, the bird-whispering, magpie supporter himself, Al Hager, better known as Personal Best. We'll cover as much as we can during our interview this Sunday, from mental health, running, exciting new adventures, and, of course, Colin the Swan. But if you have any questions you'd like me to put to Al, feel free to drop them into my DMs. As always, you can get in contact with me through the usual avenues. My Instagram handle is Mr. Underscore Steve Underscore Runs, or alternatively, the podcast handle is at the point 99 podcast. You can also drop me an email at the point 99 podcast at gmail.com. Get me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the point 99 podcast or by joining our Discord community and conversing with me in person. Information on how to join that community is in the podcast's Instagram story highlights. But until episode 6 rolls around on Friday the 11th with Al, I hope, as always, you stay safe, enjoy your runs, and you'll hear from me soon. <laughs>